Chapter 4. That's a wrap. My first impressions of Denver was how sunny it was and how similar everyone looked. I guess I felt safer here because I was just another tall blonde chick in a beanie. Nobody stared at me, nobody yelled at me, nobody knew who the fuck I was, and I absolutely loved it. Small fish, big pond, sign me up. I don't want to get into the details about my time reporting in Denver. My sudden departure was on me, and quite frankly, I feel terrible for walking away from the newsroom, which ended in a tearful goodbye, sobbing to myself on the sidewalk. It's not their fault that I ignored everything inside of me that wanted to quit but forced myself to move forward anyway. It's not their fault that I can't ignore what local TV news has ultimately become. Simply put, I left because I couldn't take another day. The truth is, TV news doesn't sparkle the way it once did. People don't rush home to watch the 4, 5, and 6 o'clock news anymore because they don't need to. News is constant. News is instant. News is where and when you need it right now. There's so much news that we can choose what we want to believe, and the internet makes sure that we get more of that opinion. Just hear me out here. People say that the news is fake. I'm here to tell you it's not. We don't sit in our meetings figuring out what we're going to do to run a biased news report and throw someone under the bus or make someone else rich. I promise you that much. It's not that elaborate. But the problem is most news is just simply unnecessary. When there's a slow news day, we can't just go home and play an extra commercial. We still have to fill that time, which means we get the job of making something out of nothing. That's where my problems lie. I don't see the numbers, but it doesn't take a genius to know that TV isn't rolling in it. So to make more money, stations have to add more shows so they can run more commercials during those shows. But adding more news shows just means that we, the reporters, have to find more news, even if there isn't any. Or we have to churn multiple stories a day to fill these shows to save money, Reporters aren't given photographers. So reporters do the job of two people turning two stories and sometimes not getting paid the overtime. It's the definition of burnout, and this is happening across the country. Stay with me on this. Many people tell me they don't watch the news anymore. It's too sad, too much doom and gloom. They claim they want the real news. They want to know the news that impacts them or something happy. But in actuality, you don't, and you'd be lying to both me and yourself if you think you'd tune in to TV to hear about an Apple festival you could attend, or when your food bank is offering giveaways. It's just not sexy. But death and destruction? It sure is. And you watch it. And they know that you watch it because you share it online, and that gives us article clicks that we can throw more ads on. It's human nature to be captivated by human suffering. 2,000 years ago in ancient Rome, thousands of fans would pack the Colosseum to watch the gladiators cut off the arms of their opponents, bleed, scream, and fight until they were finished off by an animal or sword. The crowd would cheer and demand more bloodshed. The glory and gore was immensely popular throughout the Roman Empire and played a prominent role in urban life. 
Today, we look at such acts and ask, how could people ever be so heartless and callous? And while obviously less extreme news feeds off that same desire, the need to see violence to externalize the violence that we feel inside. It's why you turn your head to watch a crying mother talk to reporters about the loss of her son who was gunned down on the street. It's why you click on that link that shows body camera footage of a cop abusing a woman. It's also probably why you liked Squid Game. But when it's your job to bring human suffering into the living rooms of your community, forced to pry into the worst of mankind day after day, you start to crack. At least I did, and I'll admit that. I'm so tired of tracking down the parents of dead kids to ask them just how sad they are so you can watch them cry live at five. I can't stop bad things from happening to good people, but I can stop advertising it. There's more factors too. Reporters don't get paid shit, we don't have off holidays, and are almost always on call. Thousands of journalists make it work. But for me, it was just time to walk away. I have no regrets. With the lows, there have been so many highs. I genuinely helped people with problems. I've traveled to beautiful places, I've won awards, and I've even went national. I can say it. I did it. I proved to 12-year-old Amy that dreams can come true. And standing here on the other side, I can tell her, it is so beautiful to feel immensely proud of yourself for doing the damn thing, even if the dream itself disappoints. Many people ask me, what's next? And the truth is, I don't know. News is all I've ever known. I feel like I'm finally leaving a long, toxic relationship, and now I have to figure out what's actually good for me and learn how to love again. Maybe I'll find a more healthy way to keep people informed. Hell, maybe I'll go into PR. Or maybe I'll just take a break and a second to breathe. Put the phone on the hook and disappear for a while. I don't have the answers, but I do have my freedom and a bucket list with a hard-earned check mark. I'll never look back and ask, what if? Because now I know. And as the great Billy Joel once said, you can get what you want or you can just get old. Thanks for listening. Now turn on your local news at five. Or don't. When will you realize?